Okay, so lie on your backs and uh, take off your glasses, take off any restrictive belt or anything you have on. and Just take a moment to feel your contact. Feel how you're resting on the floor. Check into the length and the placement of each limb. Your legs, your arms. How the length of your back, your shoulders, your buttocks, the whole torso, how that rests on the floor. And then roll over onto your stomach. We're going to be on our stomachs tonight. And lie with the back of your right hand on the floor. Put the back of your right hand, your right arm down alongside you and the back of your right hand on the floor. So lengthen your arm alongside you. And stand your left hand somewhere near your shoulder and have your face turned to look left. Your face turned to look left. And begin to bend your left knee and drag it up on the floor towards yourself. Drag your left knee up on the floor towards yourself and then straighten it down again. Slowly, easily feeling how you do that. We have this amazing ability. We have some intention to act, and all sorts of other things happen whether we intend them or not to make it happen. So your intention is to drop your left knee there. You probably don't have an intention about your shoulder or about your hip or about your... uh, Spine turning, anything like that. But feel what does happen. What happens, for example, in your left shoulder? What happens to your left shoulder to let you draw your knee up? And to really feel that, I'll wait till your leg's long again. Next time your leg is long. Actually place your left arm alongside you in the same way that your right arm is placed. So both your arms are alongside you. And now begin to draw your left knee up towards yourself. And feel now what happens to your left shoulder. Does your left shoulder move away from the floor as you draw your knee up? Sorry, with the back of your hands on the floor, not the front of your hands. Yeah, that's probably a little easier. Feel how your left shoulder moves away from the floor as you draw your knee up. And feel if your head turns as you draw your knee up and as you straighten it down again. Does your spine turn? Does your head turn? So maybe your head even begins to rest a little more easily on your right ear as you draw your left leg up. So you lie with your head turned to face the left. Turn your face to look left. and Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe as you draw your knee up, Your head lies a little bit more in your right ear. And as you straighten your leg, if your pelvis also rolls a little bit, so you want to straighten your leg so that the top of your foot comes onto the ground, so your foot's pointed, and so your pelvis lies more flat to the floor as you straighten your leg. 
And as you draw your knee up, your pelvis turns and your spine turns. So make sure you get that turning of your pelvis right. So if you get that turning of your pelvis, then you can feel it makes some difference to your shoulder. It makes some difference to your head and how your head lies as you straighten and draw up your knee. And what really is, is examine for yourself, explore what really is, what's your head doing? It's turning a little, is it also nodding a little, does your neck change? What happens in the relationship of your head and your neck as you draw your knee up easily alongside you as your shoulder moves, your spine turns, and as you straighten your leg again, Uh aha, lovely, yeah, you feel it, yeah. And then stand your left hand again. So stand your left hand near your shoulder somewhere, your elbow standing over your hand. Just place your left palm on the floor near your shoulder. Yeah. And so now once again, draw your knee up like you were at the beginning and feel how your spine turns. And particularly notice as you draw your knee up and put it down again, does this take your shoulder away from the floor as you draw your knee up? And take your shoulder back, let your shoulder sink back towards the floor as your knee straightens. And let that happen, let that be part of the movement. Maybe even it goes with pushing the floor a little bit with your hand. You actually don't have to push, but maybe you could try that a couple of times. Actually use pressure your left hand into the floor to help your whole body turn back and help your knee turn up. And then see if you can get much the same movement without increasing the pressure in your hand. So actually the turning of your pelvis and your back, drawing the knee up, that takes your shoulder backwards. And your hand maybe doesn't change pressure at all on the floor as you come up and as you go down. And then before you get mat burn on the inside of your knee, go ahead and take a rest. Roll onto your back and take a rest lying on your back. And feel already, is your way of resting on the floor changing? Is your left arm and your right arm resting differently in the shoulder? Left and right shoulder resting differently? the length of each side. Does that feel different? For some of you, your left arm is resting very, very differently now. And then come onto your stomach again. And lengthen your right arm alongside you with the right back of the right hand on the floor. Turn your face to look left. Stand your left hand, uh, your elbow over your hand. 
And begin now to look underneath your shoulder towards your left knee. So you're just looking, move your eyes, take your eyes to look towards your left knee. And then come back to where you started. Your eyes themselves can only go so far unless your head carries your eyes to some extent. Go ahead and use your head as well. Take your head, look as though you want to look towards your left knee. So you actually want to spy your left knee. I think that's really your intention, to get your head to look under the frame of your left arm towards your left knee and then take your head back to where you started from. So slide your head to look. And what happens with your shoulder? Again, this is, you've got an intention is to look towards your knee, but everything's going to, something's going to, some intelligence in you is going to start organizing everything else. Support this movement to let it happen. And that means your left shoulder lifts back forwards to let your head come, to let your eyes look towards your knee. Just keep developing that easily, not forcing yourself, but just how, how far can you take your head to look under and through the frame of your left arm to look towards your knee? And as you start to do that, do you start to feel like something more starts organizing itself? Maybe your pelvis starts organizing itself, and it starts to. More of your spine starts organizing itself. You start using more of your spine, your pelvis. And maybe your leg even starts to turn a little. And all of a sudden, who knew it, there's something in your neck that can bend your knee. It's amazing. Just look for it. Just look under your shoulder. Don't force anything to happen. Take your head under the frame to look towards your knee. Try it again with your left arm long down alongside you like your right arm. What do you have to do now to look under your left shoulder towards your left knee? Does that make it easier, harder? Uh-huh. You feel a little bit more your pelvis participating, your legs starting to roll, or maybe a little bit less. Some of you are feeling more of that come in, some of you less. And then stand your left hand again. And with your left hand standing, you think you take your head underneath the frame towards this frame of your left arm to look under your shoulder towards your left knee. And maybe your knee starts to turn out, your heel starts to turn in, your leg starts to crawl up towards you just because you're turning your head really. Not because you're making it or adding it, but all of your actions in your head. And then as you unfold that and come back to rest, where do you start that as you come back to your resting position? So you take your head as far as is easy and comfortable to look under. Probably everybody's got a little bit at least engagement of your pelvis, a little bit something happening with your legs and knees. 
go as far as you go that's easy and comfortable. And then when you turn around, when you start to return to your starting position, where do you start that return? Where in your spine, in your shoulder, in your chest, in your head, in your... Where is it? Where is it that you start the return? Okay, and leave that. Come onto your backs and take a rest on your back. And now how's your left arm resting your right, your shoulder on each side? How long does each side feel? How does your neck feel on the left and the right, the space between your ear and your shoulder? And then come and lie in your stomach again. With your face turned to the left and your right arm alongside you, back of your hand on the floor, your left hand standing. And now begin to take your knee towards your head and your head towards your knee at the same time. So you take your head to look towards your knee and take your knee towards your head at the same time, towards as though they were going to meet one another underneath the frame of your left arm. I said as though, wait, as though they were going to, but you're not going to, you'd only touch them if it was as easy to touch as it was not to touch. So it's not an invitation to... um, strain or effort it's about the direction and let's refine that direction so now do it like you're taking your mouth to meet your knee your mouth towards your knee and your knee towards your mouth think specifically of your lips reaching towards your knee and your knee coming towards your lips and feel what this does to this makes its own, it makes a particular shape to the movement. The curve of your spine. And again, you just go as far as you can go. Stop before, stop while you still have a choice. So don't go to the maximum of the movement. Stop while you still have a choice about whether you could go farther or not and turn around and go back. Keep that image, the whole picture of the direction of your mouth reaching your knee and your knee reaching your mouth. But stop when you still have a choice. That's a great idea for life. Stop when you still have a choice. (laughs) 
And check if your hand is where it's most helpful. Is there somewhere your hand could be a particular angle? It could be at higher, lower, closer to your shoulder, farther away. Try a few different positions and see where you get the most clear support and the most clear contribution to the direction of the movement from your hand. What happens across your shoulders, your shoulder blades with the placement of your hand. leave that now and come onto your back and take a rest lying on your back Bury your left and right sides now. Again, the length. Length of your leg on each side, the whole length of your torso. And come onto your stomach again. Stand your left hand and uh, extend your right hand alongside yourself again. Back the hand on the floor. Stand your left hand near your shoulder. This time, take your knee and your forehead towards one another. So take your knee and your head towards one another, but as though you're going to touch your knee with your forehead, not your mouth. Try that a few times. Feel that idea. How does that change the shape of the movement, the shape of your spine? What happens between your shoulders, your shoulder blades, your sternum? It's really interesting. Imagine like you've got almost a fluorescent light trace on your knee, tip of your knee, and on your forehead. So you can follow, in your mind's eye, follow those two arcs. And stop, maybe this time stop at the end point and then ask yourself, if I really followed those two arcs, would they touch? Or would my forehead go to my belly button somewhere or, you know, off the edge of the mat? Would my knee actually come to my forehead or would it come to my chest? Where? Follow those two arcs and see if you can make them two little pieces in one big semicircle, one big arc. So they're really like towards one another and away from one another.
And you don't need to strain, you don't need to make an effort, but the more you're precise with these different ideas, the more you'll just gently get some part of yourself, some idea in your back, something will move differently than your habits, differently than you're used to doing. Just if you take care of that idea. And then come and rest on your back again. Take another rest. And then again, come onto your stomach. Still with your face turned to the left. I promise you will pay attention to the other side at some point. Stand your left hand and your right arm down alongside you. And now bring your knee towards your head and your chin towards your knee. Take your knee and your chin towards one another under the frame of your left arm. What difference does this make to the movement? Now there's there's a direction for your whole head. There's also a little refinement in your head and neck, a little something different. Take your chin, have your chin lead the way. So you're going to look under your arm. Chin towards your knee and your knee towards your chin. And again, got those little fluorescent tracer lights on your chin and on your knees. So you can really ask yourself, what is the arc through space you're making? Maybe pause at the end and think, well, if that arc continued, where would my chin end up? Would it end up on my knee, on my thigh, at my hip, on my belly button, my sternum? Where's my chin really going? You're taking your shoulder backwards still so you can look under the frame of your arm. And play now with the direction that your fingers are pointing. If your fingers point further out and away from yourself, if they point closer towards yourself, turned in, what directions can your fingers turn that would change how you can use your shoulder, neck, head, 
how you can get some support from the floor. So what happens across your shoulders becomes harmonious part of the movement. It's not something that's getting in the way, but something that fits. And then leave that and come onto your back and take a rest on your back. Gently turn your head, roll your head from side to side and feel how you roll your head to one side and to the other side. (coughs) Now in this very asymmetrical Situation you may find yourself in right now. I'm going to invite you to come up to standing and to stand and to walk around and to feel how different your left and right sides feel in walking, uh, standing and walking. Different quality of how one foot makes contact with the ground or how one leg supports your weight as you pass over that foot. Feel taller on one leg, shorter on the other, anything. And then come back to your spot on the floor. Transcript I have of Moshe teaching this lesson. It must have been like new students or something because he's like, you don't have to answer that question out loud. I know I can see for myself. You know, because he has these, I guess, the class were all saying, oh my, I feel this. Or... You just feel it for yourself. I can see with my own eyes, he says. (laughs) Okay, now what are we going to do with the other side? We're going to test out this idea that everything you just did, it wasn't a matter of stretching or strengthening or mechanically changing anything. It was an idea of learning. Your brain figured stuff out about how to organize yourself to do that movement on one side. 
And the great miraculous thing about more or less symmetry that we have is that this gives you a great opportunity to really efficiently transfer uh, your learning from one side of yourself to other. First, it gives you an experience, a chance to feel what you just did, which was the contrast, two different ways of being in the world, on your left side and your right side. You can feel them in one body. And then now we can just facilitate or help your brain transfer and apply that learning to the other side without having to necessarily do all of the same things. But we'll do some of the same things. So roll over and come onto your stomach. And place your head so your face looks right now. And recall to yourself what we did on the first side. So start by just seeing you, yourself, what can you remember? Don't actually do it. Just see what you can remember about what we did on the first side. And do that in your imagination. So... And you know what? If you don't remember exactly, that's perfectly all right. This is a just practice in itself. It's a kind of another way of doing a scan. You lie on your back, you do a scan, you lie, you bring up your memory. It's like doing a scan. When you bring up your memory, you're checking for yourself what did you retain, what was meaningful, what did you keep. And that'll be different for every one of you probably. So what do you remember? What did we do something with the knee? Did we do something with the arms? Do you do something with the head? What do you remember? The first movements and start to imagine those first movements. Imagine you're doing them on this side, really. You can imagine them visually, but even more powerful if you can imagine them kinesthetically. You can imagine yourself feeling those movements. It's almost like you give yourself the intention to start the movement, but then you don't start it. And you feel everything organize itself to start down that path. And then actually stand your right hand. So sometimes getting into the starting position in our actual configuration can help with the imagination. So like this now, imagine, just imagine the part where we look towards our right knee and then we came out of that and back to our starting place. So you're just looking, taking your head under the frame to look towards your right knee. And in your imagination, you can recall Bring into your feeling that whole chain of events that somehow you are taking your head to look towards your knee or taking your eyes to look towards your knee, but that brought into play this whole chain reaction, your spine turning, your pelvis turning, your heel turning in, maybe even your knee starting to bend. You make everything about yourself, even your other leg. You might even not have noticed what your other leg was doing when you were doing this actually on the other side, but in your imagination, can you bring all of yourself into that feeling image you have of looking under your, now your right shoulder towards your left, your right knee.
You're just imagining this part where you slide and take your head along the floor to look under your right shoulder towards your right knee. Imagine the whole chain reaction that that brought. Keep all of yourself in your imagination. And strangely enough, imagination is such hard work that we're going to take a rest, even though we're not doing anything. So roll onto your back and take a rest. Maybe all that imagining is already making your right side feel different. Your shoulder rests differently on the floor. And then come onto your stomach again. Left arm alongside and stand your right hand. And now imagine that you take your chin towards your knee and your knee towards your chin. Just imagine. Take your head and your knee towards one another. But it's your chin towards your knee and your knee towards your chin. And here's the sort of fun balancing act with imagination. So you can recreate everything you remember being able to do and doing on the other side. So make this imagined movement as realistic as possible. Where did you feel on the other side that your chin really ended up? Where did your knee really end up? Were they going towards one another? Not just actually recreate in your internal feeling what you actually felt you were doing on the other side. And then here's a really great philosophy puzzle for you. Uh, In your imagination, are you limited to just imagining what you've already experienced? Or could you actually imagine something completely different? Could you imagine that your knee and your chin actually touch one another? Because in your imagination, your spine doesn't have any limitations. Your shoulders don't have any limitations. There's not really anything getting in the way in your imagination. So how vividly could you imagine everything like, I don't know, maybe imagine you're sort of a Gumby doll or something, and everything can just go and everything can just let your chin come to your knee and your knee come to your chin. How far from reality can you let your imagination be your vivid imagination so you really not just a visual image but you feel kinesthetically imagine the sense of if everything could move like that
And then actually do it just twice. Take your knee and your chin towards one another. Just do it a couple times. Just a couple times and see how the real world differs from your imagination. Hard realities here. Okay, good. And then leave that and lie on your back. Take another rest. Sometimes it's even possible to learn more and to improve more in movement when we just do it in our imagination. Because one thing we don't do in our imagination is strain and over-effort and uh, hold our breaths and tighten our chests, probably. So your brain's kind of getting a lot of the same workout. But not the noise of the strain and the effort and stress. And then come onto your stomach again. With your left arm alongside and your right hand standing somewhere near your shoulder, out from your shoulder. And now in your imagination, you take your forehead towards your knee and your knee towards your forehead in your imagination. can refine some details in your imagination like how much do you press on your hand in your imagination or in your imagination does your whole body turn backwards your shoulder turn backwards without putting any strain on your wrist or any force on your palm In your imagination, how heavy is your knee on the ground? How easily can it slide? I never forget Kelly Beale's great words of wisdom about exactly this kind of lesson many, many years ago. When I first did Feldenkrais, I said, no matter how hard you push, the floor is not going to get out of your way. Mm-hmm. So whatever force, even in your imagination, that you're putting through your hand or your knee, you better make sure that that's helping you get out of the way of yourself. It's not just uh, trying to move the earth. And in your imagination, maybe you hit that spot where it feels your shoulders won't quite do that or somewhere in your spine doesn't move backwards and curve or somewhere in your spine is permanently in a straight position. But in your imagination, can you soften that? In your imagination, can you go somewhere in between the perfect ideal and what you actually feel you can do? And in your imagination, just... Shape the whole curve of your spine of taking your forehead towards your knee and your knee towards your forehead. Shape that whole curve a little bit better, a little bit more easily. A little bit more at the right curve to take your forehead and your knee towards one another. 
And then actually do it actually twice. Just take your forehead towards your knee and your knee towards your forehead. Oh, that's the other thing. In your imagination, your chest on the floor in front of you is never sore. That's a great thing about the imagination, too. Okay, go ahead and come onto your back. Take another rest on your back from all that hard imaginary work. And then come onto your stomach again. The left arm alongside you, right hand standing. And now actually, with actual movements, take your forehead and your knee towards one another. You do that maybe twice. And then the next two times to it, so you take your mouth and your knee towards one another. And maybe you do that twice. And then do it a couple of times. You take your chin and your knee towards one another. So you just go back and forth and you give yourself, do it slowly and do a couple of repetitions or whatever it takes so you can get a really clear feeling of what that option is like and then a really clear feeling of what the next option is like. So you can really compare them to one another a bit side by side, but... It's never really good to compare just doing one, two, three, doing them one after another. Do it a couple times. It always takes a couple of times to really kind of feel something about it and then try the other option and feel what differs. Where is it? Is it something even... It's funny, we haven't even talked about this whole area, but the front of the neck to the shoulder, the sternum, collarbone, really interesting different kind of ways that whole area can lengthen and let this happen as well as where the chest can soften in the sternum. The ribs, what direction do the ribs move in side to side, front to back? All levels of your rib cage. If someone came along and just with really friendly, helpful hands, placed their hands on your ribs underneath one shoulder and underneath the other shoulder, the armpit below there, and they just helped you. What, where would they take you? What would they suggest? How could your ribs move there? You could try that image. All sorts of different angles as you're feeling. What's the difference? Taking your chin towards your knee, taking your mouth towards your knee, taking your forehead towards your knee.
And then leave that and come onto your back and take a rest again on your back. Feels that evening out, how your left and right shoulders rest, the length of your left and right sides. And then come onto your stomach again. And rest your right arm alongside you. Extend your left arm. Extend your left hand. And turn your face to look left. Now remember this. Do this movement like at the very beginning where you just look, take your head to look under your shoulder, your shoulder moves back, look towards your knee. And feel now as you do that, how much more available is your spine to respond to this intention? How much more easily does this translate into a whole movement of your spine? How much does your head turn your pelvis? How much does your head just draw up your knee somehow? The great chin-knee muscle connection. Even stand both your hands now. Stand your left hand and stand your right hand and go back and forth from one side to the other. Look under the shoulder to one side and feel towards your knee and really take your face, take your eyes to look towards your knee, take your eyes to look towards your knee and Feel how the whole spine and the chain come into effect. And then take your head back through the center and turn your face to look the other way and look towards the other knee under your shoulder. Now, this has given you a little bit more of a challenge because one of your, your other shoulders kind of got to negotiate with your elbow there to let you take your head from side to side to look under. And feel if that influence of your other shoulder suddenly rendered your pelvis and rendered your knees immobile. And that's interesting. So then try it again with one arm down alongside you. You pick the side that you want to do and look under the remaining shoulder and see how much freer your whole spine is to turn your pelvises to respond. The knee a little bit to turn, the feet to turn a little bit when you've got your shoulder, when you have this asymmetrical position with your shoulders. Great, and leave that and come onto your back. Feel now how you're resting on the floor, what the length, how you've placed your limbs, each leg, each arm, their length, how your shoulders rest and the length of your back. Roll your head slowly from side to side and see if it's rolling differently now to in a more symmetrical way or a different way from one side to the other. And then 
Whenever you're ready, you can roll to your side, come up to sit, and stand and take a walk around with this now, somewhat more symmetrical self. 